Kia ora and welcome to the Straight Online service for today. My name's Emma and I'm joined with Oban and Simon today as we review 2023 and discuss some of our highlights. So the format of today's service is going to be a little bit different. We don't have a typical um, style sermon but instead we've got two sermons each to reflect on from 2023 um, and we'll have some worship time as well. So why don't I start us off? Uh, one of my highlights this year was from a worship series uh, that we did earlier in May. And for the final week, Jamie was speaking on the topic of reverence, which I really loved and connected with. And the clip that we're about to watch, he's talking about how what he learns about God really impacts his worship for God. So let's watch that and then we'll have a chat. But make sure what you're learning about the Lord leads to love leads to love. Otherwise, you can be at risk of kind of drying up, all right? But however, there is also no need to keep what you learn to yourself. Talk about his word with others. We don't have to do this alone, which is great for those of us who are external processors. Can I get an amen? Amen. There you are. Often we think about discipleship as kind of this me and Jesus thing, but it just, it isn't. It's about we, we in Jesus, all of us, right? All of us together. So I, I encourage you, if you're not already, uh, get into a reading plan, maybe do it with a friend or a group of friends so that you can talk about it. And, and as you discover more of who God is, as, as he reveals himself, as you have that revelation that I'm talking about, your love for the Lord will grow. Your worship for him will grow. I chose that clip because I have known it to be true and also taken and applied after that sermon a few things that I found to be really helpful. It reminded me first of when I did systematic theology a couple of years ago and I would leave every week of that just wanting to worship because of what I've learned and found it so amazing and incredible. Um, but also I love what he said about doing a reading plan or sharing stories with people. Um, I've been doing a reading plan with a friend this year and it has helped me so much doing it with someone else and back and forth and I don't understand this or I do or yeah sharing stories of God's goodness in our life group but yeah I find it so encouraging. How do you guys kind of share your stories or what you're learning and how does it grow your love for God? Well, just thinking about what Jamie said and what you've shared, I always think of that scripture that says, um, out of overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. So the more time you spend with the Lord with your Bible study or just your reading plan and just worshipping him, it automatically just comes out of your mouth because you've been so intimate with him that mm. you can't help but share. So just, I think it's just a natural um, reaction to, sh to share about someone that you're intimately involved with and that you love into, um, deeply. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm interested though, um, Emma, when you talked initially about, uh, I got to the end of the week and I just, you know, I was worshipping and so I'm interested for both of you. Uh, what does, when you say worship, what does that look like personally for you? Mm, great question. I, I love worshipping through music, through song. Um, and also through creation, I love going for a walk and either just praying along the way or listening to worship music or just noticing things that I find beautiful and knowing who created that and reflecting on that. Mm. 
I think for me, it's not so much about the music. I don't listen to a lot of worship music per se at home, but um, certainly resonate with the walks and just looking at nature and just marveling at how he paints a sunset or you know the colors in a flower or whatever. But um, yeah, I think worship, I think for myself is, it's verbal in that I speak out my praise and my worship. Um, and then also just taking a psalm and just reveling in a psalm and using the psalm to worship the Lord if yeah. I run out of my own words, you know. Oh, that's so good. Um, right. Oban, do you want to share your, your first highlight of the year, one of your highlights? Yes, sure. Um, I love the Empowered series as a whole, but I think the one that um, impacted me quite substantially was Jerem's one, um, the Simply Devoted one, where he reminded us that, or it was the, sort of Acts chapter 6, where it's talking about the growth of the, of the church. And of course, with this huge um, growth in numbers, a whole lot of problems uh, arose, and yet they never focused on the problems as such. They focused on the solution, and that through the empowering of the Holy Spirit and the desperate need for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it just made me think of my own life, how desperately I need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in every aspect of my life. Every decision I make with whatever lane I'm walking down or whatever path I'm walking down, it's to seek him first. So I think it just, it was a sort of a, a holistic uh, approach to living life really through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, should we watch that one? Problem came to them. They said, right, this needs to be sorted. We're going to pick seven men who are going to take care of this ministry so we can focus on preaching and teaching and prayer. I think this plays out for us in, in two different ways, on an individual level and also on a corporate level, on a collective level for us as a church. There are always going to be good things for you to do as an individual, for us to do as a church with the time, with the resources that we've been given. But they're not always the best things. They are not always the best things. Saying yes to something means saying no to many other things. And here's the thing. In order to know what to say yes to, you need to know where you're going. You need to know what your mission is. Uh, for us as a church, I, I can see um, what Jerem's talking about, like in terms of we, we, we talked about being a disciple-making church and helping people become total followers of Jesus Christ. But I honestly think if we'd have asked 100 people what that meant, we'd have ended up with 120 answers, you know. And so this whole idea of upwards we love the Lord and inwards we love one another, outwards we love the lost, and onwards we multiply was a way of saying, these are the things we believe we need to focus on. And if we can do those things really simply, um, and in small ways and big ways over time, we believe that will make a big difference. Um, and, you know, the church, there's a million things the church could do, but what must we do? Um, and so that's a really live conversation for us. But I also think it's true for me, for us personally, right? I look at my own life. I look at my calendar. I look at trying to raise three girls and, and trying to prioritize marriage and trying to, you know, replenish and work and all of that. And I'm not good at saying no. And so what does it look like for me to focus myself and say, what are the things I must do? And what do I need to say no to as much as that might disappoint people or bring about difficult conversation at times to say, no, but I, I must focus on those things that are most important mm -hmm. for where I, how I want to grow and, and help the people around me grow. So it's a real challenge for me, I feel. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's having that clarity eh, of where, like Jeremy was saying, clarity of the mission or clarity of what you want to achieve or what the end goal is. And then if you're doing things that actually don't contribute, then they might be good and fine, but do the other things first. Yeah, fill up your life with those good things. And the thing is, rather do a few things well yeah. than a whole lot of things and they're not done mm. to a decent standard, you know. Yes. But I think what's missing in the clip is, is the fact that they were, were so reliant on us and we should be so reliant on the Holy Spirit giving us the wisdom and, and sort of leading us saying, look, do this, but don't do that, you know, and to evaluate what's important and what's not important. Mm. Yeah. Like for me, that, that part of that is paying attention to the conviction Absolutely. or the peace at the core of your being. And it's not something that's like, oh, I'm going to go on feelings. But I think as we, as you've already talked about, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, as we're in the words, we're in relationship with one another, things like that, there comes this growing sense of, um, I, I know this is the Lord. That conviction, I just know it's him. Um, or that encouragement, I know that's him. You know, um, I think that's one of the things that's so important in terms of just obediently in the small and the big things navigating life in that level of surrender to the spirit and understanding that um, he has our best in mind. Yeah, 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 cool. Thanks, Oban. Simon, do you want to give us your first? Yeah, my first one um, is Floyd, our very own Floyd Edwards, uh, talking um, in a real simple way, straightforward way about prayer. Cool. Prayer changes things. I've seen it in the Bible and I've seen it in my own life. As we come to close, I wonder what opportunities I've missed because my faith was too small or my mind too distracted. I wonder what a community we'd be if we sought to pray continually through the big and through the small with specific prayers, bringing them to God. I wonder what stories we'd have to share to encourage other uh, Christians. I wonder what a demonstration of God's power and love that would be to people who don't yet know God. Hmm. What a community we would be if immediately hearing a need of someone, we committed to pray not only then, but through the week and in the coming times till we see God do something. If we were a community looking to pray for Christians and non-Christians, if we prayed like we believe prayer did something, and we pray that we believe, uh, we, and we act like we believe that God is alive and cares about us and works in our lives, if only we choose to invite him in. Well, gosh, that's our community. I'd love to be a part of. Yeah. Um, I love the idea in there that, you know, our not just sort of mental ascent to prayer, but actually our practice of prayer is what changes things. And as I think about what we were just talking about a moment ago, where, you know, what are the good things we can do and what are the great things we can do? Um, you know, prayer has become an increasing priority for me. Um, and so I've sought to, if you look at my work calendar, you will see every day there is time blocked out for prayer where I don't want meetings, thank you, um, because I realise that we can't talk about being people who prioritise prayer. Um, and for me, that often looks like, you know, walking around, going for a walk at lunchtime and I have a little business card size thing in my wallet with some a list of things and I had to change business cards, you know, partway through because actually there were a few big things being highlighted on there and ticked it off. And that list was so helpful for me to go, wow, look what God did. 
you know, and we've seen some significant change this year as a church. And actually that's come from a place of prayer, not just good strategy or, you know, great team, those things we have, but actually it's come from a place of prayer. Um, and so as we think about what a practice of prayer looks like, I'm wondering what you guys think about, what does that look like for you? To make sure that that isn't just something we go, oh, it'd be nice if we, or we should do, or I know that it's good to talk about that, but actually it's good to do. Um, what does that look like for you guys? For me, uh, quite sporadic. I don't have necessarily set times, but more just, oh, I'm in the car by myself. I'm going to pray. Oh, I'm getting ready. I've got something big coming on today. I'm going to pray. Oh, we're celebrating something. I'm going to pray. Like more that sort of thing. But I so agree with noting down what you are praying and seeing what God has done. That's something that we've made really um a big emphasis on in our life group this year is that um, we have a, a prayer chat um, that we note down everyone's prayer requests on each week. We're praying for each other throughout the week and uh, the next week we come and we can say, how did that go? How How's your back? How's this or whatever? And there's so many prayers that have been answered that we can say yeah, like, yep, yep, yep. And we're just like, thank you, God. That's awesome. And then we're celebrating. So yeah, I love that point about noting, noting them down. Mm. Well, I think you well both know me well enough to know that I've got a passion for prayer. Um, my prayer time is normally linked to my quiet time, or when, sure. you know. And I've now had the privilege of making a room in the home, my prayer room, which is just fantastic. I just shut myself away in there, and and, and my husband knows to leave me alone when I'm in this room. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it's it's in combination with with my my Bible reading, but I do love to write my prayers down. So wow. I have got a stack of journals, which are mostly prayer journals. And what I love about writing prayers down is that it slows my thinking. My wow. mind my mind doesn't wander. I've got a record of my prayers as I look back over many years of praying, writing prayers down. It's just phenomenal to see how God has answered, and. Um, yeah, so I lose myself in that really. But um, prayer, same as you, Emma, you know, it could be sporadic. It could be, you know, driving in the car, going for a walk, washing the dishes for that matter. Um, but yeah, I, I love praying. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. woven into, into the fabric of my being, I think. Yeah. I feel like we could talk so much more about that. But as we, as a church, have talked about prayer this year and said it must be a priority for us where uh, we are heading. And so I've sort of said, I, I can see how it's deeply shaped and what God has provided for us this year and what's been accomplished. And now as we stand at sort of the, that, that, um, on the cusp of a new year, you know, I wonder what that looks like for you in terms of what will the practice of prayer look like for you in the coming year. Another thing that we always want to be growing in is worship our love for the Lord. And so with all these things in mind, we're going to turn our attention to the Lord right now and bring Him our praise together. Welcome back. We're going to continue with our reflections on the year and just want to remind you why we're doing this. It's not just to fill in a few weeks of the year, but it's actually so awesome to look back and remember. Um, so we're not just taking in things and letting them go, but to... Um, remember what we're learning and to re-implement things that we might have started and tailed off or um, yeah it's just cool to look back and see what we've learned and what progress we've made and 
in our faith journeys and encouraging people through this year. So that's kind of why we're having this chat today. Um, but for my second highlight of the year, we, as a guest speaker, um, Brad Carr came uh, for a Sunday, which was, um, yeah, a really beautiful and timely message, I think. Um, I'm not sure what it was like at your guys' services, but at our night service, I think it was so impactful. He was talking about um, kind of the a, a mantra almost of this modern times is, I am enough, I am enough, and we're speaking these things over us, which are true, but not necessarily saying why they're true. And um, Brad kind of flipped it, so let's watch the clip. Instead, what God does is he comes in and he agrees in a sense with Moses. Yeah, I know Moses, you are not enough, but I'm going to give you some gifts. I'm going to give you the gift of reassurance because I'm going to tell you when you go to the elders of Israel, they're going to believe you. I'm also going to give you the gift of community. I'm going to have those elders come around you and support you. And I'm going to bring your brother Aaron in who is going to serve alongside you to be your right hand man. He also gives him um, some incredible gifts of miracles and signs that Moses will be able to perform in front of Pharaoh and his Egyptian court. But most of all, the big gift that God gives to Moses here is the gift of himself and his presence with Moses. So, for example, as Moses is dialoguing back and forth with God through these chapters, God will say things to him like in chapter 3, verse 12, I will be with you. A promise that is repeated all the way through the Bible to you and I. I will be with you. In chapter 3, verse 20, I will stretch out my hand. Verse 21, I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed towards you. Chapter 4, verse 12, I will help you speak. Verse 15, I will teach you what to do. I will, I will, I will. I, I love it because people need to say they're enough because they feel like they're not enough, right? That's why we try to combat it with um, throwaway comments almost of, no, you're fine, you can do it. But I, I like what God says to Moses of saying, True, you're not enough, but let me do the work. It's not about what you can do, Moses, but what I can do. And, and I love that because I think that's so empowering for us. We're all going to find ourselves in situations where we feel inadequate or feel unequipped. But, but I, I know and I'm confident when then I ask God to help me in that, that he will. And then, then we go ahead and do it. And yeah. It's so liberating, isn't yeah. it? fact that we can just lean so completely on him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Like the greatest thing God could give us is himself. Yeah. Um, what a wonderful assurance we have, you know, that when we come to believe in Jesus, he gives us uh, what is poured into our life is the Holy Spirit, not just some random sort of power or presence, but God himself in our lives and among us. Um, but for me, like the real risk is, that I spend time trying to be enough. And I think it's so prevalent in our culture, podcasts and YouTube, like how many channels are there about being better with productivity and being better with your health and being better with your fitness and all of that, you know? And um, for me, I, I lean that way. You know, I love thinking about those things and setting goals and, you know, and just coming to God and realizing, even if I did all of those things to the best of my ability, it would still not be enough for what you want to use me for. It's only by him that we actually begin to step into, get anywhere near what he wants to use us in. Yeah. Yeah. And the thought too that even if you do it in your own strength and you make the mistakes along the way, 
he then steps in and uses those mistakes yeah, for good. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always a way out to some degree. Puts <laughs> you, you back know? on track. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Arun, what's your uh, what's your next video what for us? One of yours, Simon. Actually. Oh um, wow. The trial by fire one and um, living as God's people, and I thought that was just so pertinent for the times we live in because, you know, we we live when we're foreigners, aren't we? We should sort of walk down the street and sometimes I just feel so out of place in society nowadays. And that's what you highlighted in your sermon that we're, we're really strangers and aliens in, this, in, this, yeah. in the world. And, but we're to live among people who are pagans, but we're not to live like them. Right. And I thought that was such a pertinent statement, such an impactful statement that's just resonated in my mind ever since. But Hey, let's have a watch. When we moved to New Zealand uh, 11 or so years ago now, uh, I was different. Like I, the way I spoke, I had an accent that made me stand out. I used words that were different. You know, Kiwis say things like bro. In England, we say mate. Like we just use different words for the same thing. The clothes I wore were from another place. I stood out as a foreigner and yet... Now I meet people sometimes that have no idea where I'm originally from. You see, the more we are immersed in a culture, the more we become like the culture without even thinking. And Peter is calling his readers out and saying, don't slip into that culture. The way God is calling you to live is as a foreigner, as an exile. In other words, live like you don't belong here. As an exile, the way you live needs to point to the fact that here is not home. You are looking forward to a more permanent home that Jesus is bringing out. I chose that particular um, sermon because I mix with a lot of uh, non-Christians. Our circle of friendships just happen to be in New Zealand. A lot of non-Christians. Of course, I've got Christian friends, but a large contingent of friends, friends are uh, non-believers mm. at this stage and um, I have to watch myself that I don't buy into their way of thinking right. their reactions to things and yeah. um, conversation topics and everything else that goes around having a secular mindset yeah. or, and um, so that was a timely reminder for me mm. to stay alert open stay alert you know yeah yeah mm. wonderful um I have this sort of conversation with people all the time because I don't know that we can pastorally care for people um, with a worldly mindset because a lot of the challenges people come with often is because they feel out of place or um, they're, they're, they're not living up to the expectations that our culture sets for them. Like one of the huge things I hear all the time is around not being able to afford a house. You know, how am I ever going to get there? And I'm like, why has that become the pinnacle of life experience? Why? And it's like, if you, like, this is a, this is a milestone in life. I don't own a house. I may never own a house. Um, and, and so I need to come to a place, like, that's a challenge to me. Like, sometimes my heart sinks over that. And yet I have to think, no, 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 hold up. Like, when I come to the end and I come face to face with Jesus, what will I what will he care that I prioritize? Was I generous? Not, did I live up to the expectations of our culture? You know, we have to, we have to understand that we're not trying to fit in. Mm. 
But there's this constant tension mm, that goes there. on, you know? It's always there. Yeah. Although probably the bigger challenge is when we don't feel that tension. Mm. Don't you think? Mm. If I don't feel that well, tension... You're a bit like frog in water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I also think it's, it's such an incredible testimony to people when we live our faith like we say we should or we do. And I think it, it speaks much more highly of our faith to live it with integrity than to live like the world and claim to follow Jesus. But then what does that mean? To the, like, what do they see in that? Nothing. That's not worth anything to them. But when, when people I know say, oh, I quite like that, you know, I can see how your faith impacts your life, that is meaningful. Yeah. 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 Which sort of brings us on to the final clip where Jeremy is talking about in that same series, holiness. And what does holiness mean? And often holiness is seen as this thing of, of morality. Mm. Um, living by the rules. But actually, holiness is a way bigger idea than that. It comes from who God is, that he is set apart. He is completely different. He is wholly other. And we are called as a people to be holy like him. And so this clip is um, Jerem giving an example of that tries to help explain what that looks like for us. In the eyes of God, you are already holy. And so what? So now we need to live up to it. Now we need to lean into it. And that might seem difficult to understand, but, but picture this. I got married on February the 25th, 2017. In a split second, I went from being single, well, unmarried, to becoming a husband. In a moment, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the government, in the eyes of my wife, in the eyes of the witnesses, I became a husband. It's what I am. But I've spent the last six and a half years, every second, every minute, being a husband, mm. learning how to be a husband, growing in it, loving my wife, supporting her, encouraging her, praying for her, living out the actions of what I already am. Mm. It is proved in my actions as a husband. Mm. A holy life is proved in its actions, in its obedience. Yeah, so this idea of um, when we relate it to our faith, we are justified, we are you know, given the righteousness of Jesus at the moment where we believe, right? God sees us in that way, and yet we spend the rest of our lives actually working out what does that look like and, um, and sometimes failing and realizing, oh, you know. And so I'm wondering um, for us, you know, what does that wrestle look like for you? What are some areas maybe where you just really know the Lord has been working on you or just challenging you or encouraging this year, you this year to live up to what he has already made you to be? I, I like that word obedience that popped up at the end. Um, I think that's something that we've been talking, been talking about a lot in, in various um, groups and conversations that I have in Mosaic. We've been talking about that a lot and... Um, I think it's something that we're always learning to be more obedient or learning um, learning to recover from maybe not being obedient and the, and the consequences of that or what that looks like and God's grace in that as well. And um, yeah, learning to live a life that is holy and different. Um, yeah, certainly ties in with, with that prior conversation. But um, yeah, learning to be obedient for me, which 
which a lot of it is learning to hear from God as, mm. as a journey that I've been on this year, learning to hear him with clarity and what he's asking me to do. Yeah. 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 It's quite challenging. I'm trying to think of uh, how he's been working in that area in my life. I think if I just think off the top of my head, it's, uh, I'd say with some of the choices I make. Right. You know, I'm just randomly thinking the Netflix movies I watch, you know. Yeah. There's so many good movies out there, but I mean, they full of rubbish yeah. at the same time as what the storyline might be great, but there's so much other rubbish. So annoying, isn't it? It's so annoying. And it's, it's, do I watch it? Don't I watch it? You know, it's those sort of things, which is probably the obedience, same line as obedience, but just, yeah, choices that you make, you know? Same with books that you read. I belong to a book club. Brilliant authoress, or author nowadays, don't say authoress, (laughs) but, um, you know, might be a great writer, but things in there that I don't actually want to fill my mind with. So, You know, don't choose it, don't don't read it. You know, it's, yeah. it's the little things. It's those baby steps we take in life each step, every single day. You know, I think, small steps. Absolutely. And I think um, for me, it's not just a, oh, cool, I, I, you know, I nailed that one. You know, I'm more like Jesus today than I was yesterday. Great. You know, park that onto the next thing and realizing that these things have a habit of coming up again, you know. Um, summertime, right? I know I have to be vigilant with my eyes. It's so easy just to get lazy about what we allow ourselves to look at, you know, especially like I've gone on record before, like beaches are not helpful for me. Like, you know, let's just be honest with what people wear. Um, Things like how I talk to my children. Mm. Um, Am I loving Jenny sacrificially? You know, those things where those things I've, I've dealt, I feel like God has been teaching me in the past and I've tried to learn and grow in the past. And yet I can find myself in a conversation realizing Man, I feel like I'm back there. And of course, as we're following Jesus, the trajectory generally goes up, but it doesn't mean we go up and down along the way. And so just just being open to keep learning and keep growing and not to get stuck in the, oh, I'm always going to be like this, but actually to allow God to continue to lead us and empower us in a different way. Mm, mm, Totally. And knowing that there's not, you're not going to make it one day to perfection. Until we (laughs) see Jesus, eh? Yeah, that we're going to spend our whole life trying to live more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Well, that was just six reflections from us. And if you missed last week, there was another six there. So um, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Um, But there's plenty of sermons uh, that we haven't covered through these two weeks. So I wonder what stood out to you if you've been joining us online this year. Um, What's God been teaching you? What are you applying from um, these lessons what he what is he continually tapping you on the shoulder about um yeah I encourage you to to sit and maybe even write down some prayers out of those um to reflect on at a later stage but um we're gonna head into another time of worship but let me pray because um this is that will be the end of our service then um but we hope to see you next week we're we're starting a um, pre-visited a little intro into 2024 um, so be sure to tune in then but let me pray Heavenly Father thank you so much for your word that we've been um, that we teach from every week here um, we love it and we want to follow it um, thank you for the teachers that we have here at the street um, thank you for the time that they've put into teaching us throughout the year and we just pray that you would remind us of the things that um, 
you've been teaching us this year and the things that you want to um, continue to encourage us in, the things that we can encourage others in. Um, yeah, we thank you for this time that we've had together now. I uh, thank you for the conversations that have been had. And yeah, Lord, would you continue to speak to us um, over the coming weeks about things that we've been learning in the past. Amen.